Right then, ready for your weekly dose of NFL action with the utter punts? Of course you are. What am I working with? Dan, you have to take a, a finger. I, I feel for you all. You can do that. You'll only lose by 20. <laughs> the utter punts are back to give you a weekly hit of NFL news and previews. Ladies and gents, I don't want you to panic, but the Giants actually won a game. I will stay calm. I won't get overexcited. I won't suggest they're going to make the playoffs. It's incredibly boring. How is that yeah, boring? Carry on. Shut up, you. <laughs> if anybody mentions Taylor Swift, it's a straight red card and a two-pod ban. We got everything right last week. Yeah, cruised it last week. I'm pretty sure I only got one wrong. Professional, one wrong. Unbelievable. I tell you what, I tell you what, it's f***ing uh, Just so everybody's clear, the Taylor Swift bit doesn't actually count if it's a Taylor Swift news week and it might actually do us a favour to mention her in the title or in the main body of the podcast. Uh, disclaimer done. Punts are all here too. First up with me here in Manchester. It's a very happy Ravens fan. They played alright, didn't they? Hello, Dan Horton. Played very well. It's getting a bit scary now. It, it, it's scary. Mm. Is, uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, down in Birmingham, our resident Vikings fan and Celtic warrior lookalike. The Vikings aren't quite tanking how we'd like, though. Evening, Dave Keane. <laughs> no, they're not. It's very disappointing. Very good win, though. But I missed it. So, I had to watch it back and catch up. Doesn't really count. you got a violin that you might like to play for him. Uh, loads to come this week as we preview all of the week's TV games. We'll have a little bit of fun with these two NFL know-it-alls. And our utter punts of the week, plus the best betting advice on the planet in association with endzonekit.co.uk. This is Utter Punts. Right then, ladies and gentlemen, very good win for the Ravens. A very good win for the Vikings as well. Although, you know, a bit miserable about it, aren't you, Dave, considering you did the 49ers? I watched it back. It was very impressive, but it's weird how even watching it, knowing what the result was, I still expected us to throw it away. I was made up. So me and Dave were in a, um, a last man standing league and the guy, there was two against me last. So I was still in it, obviously. Um, and there was two against me. One had the Bills <coughs> getting... Patri- I was cheering the Patriots on on Sunday night, and then the other one had the 49ers, so I was cheering the Vikings on. Right. <laughs> going in, going into that, going into Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, there is no chance that you looked at that and thought, one of them's got the Niners, one of them's got the Bills, I'm going to beat both of them. No, you I, can't have thought that. I had the Seahawks. I, was, I, was in, I thought I was in a bit of trouble when DK Metcalf went down. He went. He got pulled out last minute. I thought, oh, here we go. And then, uh, well, there you go. You always trust the Patriots Mate, on the road. It, take it all the way. Right, should we have a look at our news of the week? Dave, do you mm. want to go first? I, you've got a bit of Nick Bosa action, haven't you? A bit, a bit of Nick Bosa action. Yeah, is that not what you wanted to talk about? Have you changed your mind again? No, changed his mind like he changed me socks. This man. I, 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 I mean, Nick, Nick, no, Nick Bosa. Steady uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm already <laughs> playing, mate. So Nick Bosa, uh, what a player! Everyone knows it. Mm-hmm. But having said that, have you seen his stats this year? Because he got 18 sacks last year, and he only has three so far this season. Wow. However. However, he's actually got more pressures than he had last season. He's actually got more um, quarterback hits than he had last season. He's just not getting home on sack. And he was basically arguing. Uh, he thinks he's not getting home as much because he missed most of the offseason. He had a contractual holdout. And it just kind of caught my eye on account of the fact that how often do you see where a player holds out for a contract and you think it's going to pay them? 
and yet in the long run it just goes to burn them I've, the biggest example I can think of is Le'Veon Bell with the Steelers yeah. who could, could have got a pretty good contract but because he was the main focal point of their entire offense he got to a point where um, he decided he wanted to be paid as a wide receiver they refused he sat out an entire year went to the Jets and the last I saw him, he was knocking out Adrian Peterson in, in some kind of YouTube boxing event. This is going to be um, a little bit controversial, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Has Nick Bosa been a bit greedy holding out for that contract? And no. if he hadn't been quite as greedy, would he be having a better season? No, listen, a sacks are a, a, they're a strange stat, stat sacks. So, it, mm. you know, I think, I think two and a half of those sacks came against the Giants when they played no offensive line against him. So actually he's having a bad year, but he's part of a, an offensive line. He's part of a defensive line, sorry. So it, it doesn't always, it, w it will always work that the same person doesn't get a sack every time. As long as the team's playing well and he's doing his bit, and he is, he's playing very well. So if you look at his PFF grade, for example, his pro football focus grade of his position and the things that he should be doing, he's grading very high, so he's playing at a very high level still. Um, and he's just maybe not getting the sacks he wants. Maybe, maybe the quarterbacks are moving against him. Maybe they're flowing the other way to give themselves a yard against where Bosa's coming from. Uh, because, you know, we talk about this game quite a lot, but the, the, and we talk about the offense, so the offense need a plan. But the offense plan based on what defense are going to give them. And if they know that Nick Bosa's coming from this side every time, they will move protection over. Now that will weaken elsewhere, yeah. so they'll get the attack from somewhere else. So Bosa's doing the job by taking a double team over here. He's doing his bit for the team. Yeah. Aaron Donald does it all the time. He yeah, doesn't yeah. always get a lot of sacks, Aaron Donald, but he's getting double teamed, triple teamed, which means other people are free. So I'm not too worried about him. I and mean, when you see him warm up, I mean... He's clearly in decent shape. <laughs> Christ. Have you seen him in the warm-ups that he does before the game? No. You need to get it on YouTube. He, he, is, he is a monster, that fella. Um, yeah, I'd go so far as to argue the main issue is with the teams for not getting the contracts done yeah, soon 100%. enough in the off-season yeah. with their star players. They'll turn up and they'll practice for you. Yeah. You just have to agree for the deal. Yeah. Um, I, I get the feeling that I may have um, I may have thrown you a curveball there, Dave. Had you prepared something else for your news that you wanted to talk about or were you only ever going to talk about Nick Bosa? No, mate. You shouldn't ask that question. We shifted some things around, remember, before the show for you. I don't remember. Okay, cool. All right, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, they may or may not have done me a favour a little bit later on and I've forgotten and then completely sold myself down the river. It's entirely up to you to try and figure out whether that's the case or not. Thank you very much, Dave, for reminding me in such a pleasant manner. Uh, Dan, I'm not even going to ask, I'm not even going to try and give you an intro. I'm just going to say, what are you looking at this week? So I, it's the Miami Dolphins are going to be on the in-season of Hard Knocks. So last mm. year, who was it last year in-season? It was someone terrible, wasn't it? Uh, and this year it was the Jets. I didn't really watch it, but this Dolphins one I'm going to watch. I think I'm going to make a point of watching it. It's difficult. There's so much. There's so much sport on and what have you that you want to keep an eye on the games and things. But make a point of watching it. Just for Mike McDaniel's. I think coaches tend to make these series. Um, uh, from what I can tell, sort of, you know, the, the coaches and their interaction with their players and how they go about things and how they plan for the day. I think is always quite interesting. But I've, there's a little story come out about Mike McDaniel's this week. Um, which I just thought I might just take a minute to share with you and why he's of such interest as a character to watch and find out who he is because he looks different to any other NFL head coach. Yep. And he talks different to any other NFL yep. head coach. So Mike McDaniels lived in Denver when he was a young boy. He lived in Denver with his mum. His mum was a single mum. And instead of paying for childcare, she used to drop him off at Denver's uh, Broncos training facility. So through the summer, she'd have free childcare because he would stand there all day and watch the training, watch the practices. Um, and then she'd pick him up at the end of the day. And he was trying to get signatures. So he, he got a signature in the morning of a player called Robert Del Pino. You, you'll never heard of him. I haven't heard of him. Um, and then in the afternoon, the same player was signing the same autographs. And he thought to himself, well, I'm not going to 
he won't sign it again for a guy in a uh, for a young lad in a hat, hornet's hat because he's already signed one for a guy in a hornet's hat. So he took his cap off and threw it on the floor, and then went and got the second signature. So we had two signed cards from the same player, quite quite valuable, I imagine, back in those days. They went back to find his cap, and he couldn't find it, so the cap had gone. Two or three days later, he was back at training, and a guy called Gary McCure, who was a staff member of the Broncos, came up to him with a brand new Denver Broncos cap with a tag on that had been unbought for him clearly, because he'd been there every day throughout the summer. So the guy had obviously noticed him, spotted him, bought him a cap. Anyway, he ended up meeting, when, when his mum came to pick him up from training, he ended up meeting Gary McClure. Gary McClure, he's now his stepdad. So Gary McClure married <laughs> Matt McDaniels' his mum. Awesome. Right? What a story. What a story. And this guy then became, he kept going to the Broncos, he became a ball boy for the Broncos. And a bit like the Mourinho translator yeah, story, yeah. he then became, he's just in the right place, he becomes a coach, becomes a staff member, starts running the tape and just watching the tape and then just gets and moves up through the ranks. And now he's probably one of the most exciting head coaches in the league. I just, I just think I can't wait to watch it for, for the reasons like that. Stories like that about him are just fantastic. That's a bit of a, an astonishing story, isn't yeah. it, Dave? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I love him. He, he's just completely unorthodox. When he's given to, uh, like, both barrels on the sideline yeah. in order to distract him from being basically a way that he manages to take two out of himself and keep him calm is to insult him or insult the college that he went to. He, he thinks in a different way. He, he's aware of certain key points of psychology that he uses. Uh, I just think, and he takes it all on himself. I've seen footage of him on the sideline turning around to two and, and saying, no, that was on me. But like, I effed up. And, no yeah. other head coach speaks to their players that way. He's brilliant. And I, I, I thought I was right. I've just double-checked yeah, this while you were talking. And he also checked into rehab, didn't he? He spent three years yeah. in rehab for alcohol addiction. And that was 2016. Hmm. 2016 he checked in, which means he didn't finish until 2019. And in 2023 is the head coach of the Miami Dolphins. There are stories on mm. stories on stories. Yes, yeah, so absolutely mm. ready to go for that uh, in-season version of Hard Knocks. I enjoyed the um, I enjoyed the Jets one, actually, in the off-season. So I shall see whether I can pick up on this. Uh, I thought we'd play another game, if that's all right with you two. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so much enthusiasm. <laughs> well, tough luck because it helps us out on social media. Uh, don't forget, like, subscribe, follow, all of that good stuff. And if you've not seen us on YouTube yet, get yourself over there and get subscribed uh, as well. So it's your current Fantasy Five is what I want. Okay. That is a quarterback, tight end, wide receiver, running back, and a defensive player. They have to be on an active roster. So they have to be in the NFL this season. Okay. Dave, you're going first. And if you can okay. give me a couple of reasons along the way, that would make editing it later really helpful. Thanks, mate. I'll, I'll try. I'll do my best, mate. Right, okay, so quarterback, I've got Joe Burrow because, for me, he's the best leader of quarterback in the league. I think he even elevates his coaching staff, which is something Mahomes can't claim to do um, because Andy Reid is great. And I just think that Burrow is what's pushing the, the Bengals along. Uh, a wide receiver, I've got Justin Jefferson. He is the best wide receiver in the league. He's injured, but I know Dan thinks otherwise, but <laughs> Jefferson is the best wide receiver in the league. Uh, tight end, I've gone with Kittle. He's not quite the force he was. It had been too obvious to go with Kelsey. So I've gone with Kittle on account of the fact that I actually would use him as a blocker as well as a pass catching player. So he works a little bit better to give me a little bit of variation in the offense. Uh, running back, I've gone with uh, King Henry. 
I'm going with Derek Henry. I did ponder McCaffrey. Apparently, Dan's not going in that direction. We'll find out. But uh, yeah, King Henry, <laughs> he's by far the most devastating runner. You know when he's when he hits you. Uh, he does tend to actually grind down the D-line, and he's one of a few running backs that can still do that. And for my favourite defensive player, it's my favourite player in the NFL and has been since I started watching it, and that's Hitman Harry. Uh, absolute legend. Yeah. Just Harrison Smith. Should be a Hall of Famer, but he's having Vikings, so it probably won't be. <laughs> okay, good stuff. I think that's a that's a solid five. It's a very it's a very Dave Keane five. It That's what I would loaded. call that. It felt a bit loaded. It Almost like he was bit. having a pop at you before you'd even started. Do you want to... Uh, you now get to respond. Yeah, right of right. reply. Okay. Um, I, I don't really think about what Dave was going to pick. I just focused mm -hmm. on picking my favourite players, which was what the task was. So um, I didn't get involved in such childish games. Um, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is probably... And we spoke about the, the programme quarterback, didn't we, in the off-season. And I said... I think he's just probably leapt into my top three sporting people of all time, Patrick Mahomes, because Dave said he's not a leader. You watch it. He is. He carries that I, team with him. I didn't and, say and, he's and not you a may, leader. And you may say he doesn't He doesn't raise the touching around him. I don't think Andy Reid won many Super Bowls before he got Patrick Mahomes as quarterback. Um, it, the other funny thing about him is he's, he, he sounds like Kermit the Frog, right? So whenever <laughs> you imagine him doing his cadence, be when he's about to snap the ball, just picture Kermit the Frog doing it, and it sounds exactly the same, and it's just always good fun to watch. So he's my favourite quarterback in the league. And also, if you wanted, if you're on fourth and twenty, and you need a play to make a game, he's the guy you'd have. Yeah, agreed. Hands agreed. Um, tight end Travis Kelsey, obviously, um, he's the best pass, pass catching tight end in the league. Yeah, he's good fun. He acts like Ric Flair when he's been interviewed, um, which was brilliant when he called out the Cincinnati mayor last year for set Cornmick Burrowhead, and he said, I'm going to kind of whoop your ass or something. He was absolutely brilliant. Uh, but also, he's getting better, Travis Kelsey. So they keep saying, well, when's Hamlin going to last for? He's getting better. This year, he's showing that he can play up and he can raise his game, which for a player with his record is difficult. The stat is, before Taylor Swift used to go to his games this year, averaging 46 yards a game. When she's in attendance, 109. So he's showing off. He's trying doubly hard. He's trying harder, which means he can get better. So he's for me. I'll have him. And plus, if she comes to the games, we're probably going to get a load of social media following and we'll probably have loads of money in the bank. Yeah, so essentially, days, right? the more we can talk about Taylor Swift on this NFL podcast, the better our numbers get. It's that simple. Yeah. Um, running back, Nick Chubb. Nicest guy, in the, probably one of the nicest guys, and unspoken guys you're going to find in the league, Nick Chubb. Well, the story about him and why I like him is they were on hard knocks, the Browns, when they drafted Chubb in the second round and Mayfield in the first round. Okay. And Chubb and Mayfield landed at Cleveland Airport together, and the Browns sent people to collect Baker Mayfield's bags, right? And there's a scene in Hard Knocks where they move Nick Chubb out the way to get Baker Mayfield's bags, put them in the car, whilst Nick Chubb gets his own bag and puts it in his own car and he gets to the stadium. Who would you have now? <laughs> Is my question. Never moaned, never winced. Terrible injury this year. Don't know if he'll come back from it really, but what a player he's been for them over the years. He's just he's the best pure runner in the league. Um, so I'll take him. I'll take Cooper Cup at wide receiver. Um, a guy who's never outspoken, who never argued over a contract, who never really misses a game unless he has to, and won the Triple Crown just two years ago with a pretty poor offense. Um, most touchdowns, most receiving yards, most catches. The guy's outstanding. And if you want someone to catch a ball, I'm probably going to throw it to him. Um, and then defensive player, Miles Garrett. Two reasons. One, he got away. Well, he, he was forgiven for hitting a stealer in the head with a helmet. So that's cool because <laughs> I'd do that. 
Um, and he's he's having a monster year. So this in this game against the Colts, we, we mentioned the Browns' defense last week, didn't we? Said how good they are. This week, in, even though they conceded loads of points, he was the first player since 2000 to have two sacks, two forced fumbles, and block a kick in the same game. Now, if you haven't seen him block the kick, he jumps over the line of scrimmage, the center. They're big guys, and if he touches him, it's a penalty. He clears him, right? Full hurdle. Full hurdle from a standing start. <laughs> And then charges the kick down. Why is he even playing on the special teams? He's one thing, but there you go. So Miles Garrett off me on defence. He can just play all defensive positions. He can just stay on his own. I love playing these games with you two. They're always entertaining. <laughs> and I'm sure that um, you'll be able to catch up with that on YouTube shorts a little bit later. This is a, probably a really good time for me to explain a couple of things. The only way that people find out about us on Utter Punts is if you share with your friends who also like the NFL. So just recommend us. Get them in their podcast list. When you're sitting in the pub on a Sunday night, grab hold of their phone and download it from iTunes. Just do it for them. Just subscribe on their phone. That'd be absolutely perfect. Uh, don't forget, we're also available on all the social media channels that you would like to get hold of us on. As well, would be lovely to hear from you. And as I mentioned at the top, we are in association with the lovely guys at endzonekit.com co.uk here's a little bit more about them utter punts is proudly sponsored by one of the best kit suppliers out there endzone kit endzone is a transatlantic company whose mission is to make finding kits a little bit easier and a little bit more affordable so you can represent your favorite american sports teams whether you're looking for NFL, college football, baseball, hockey, or basketball memorabilia, Endzone's got you covered. With sizes from newborn up to 3XL, anyone can find something at endzonekit.co.uk. And one of the things that we love is that they have a whole range of retro and pre-loved gear so you can rock your vintage style while supporting your team. So why not head to endzonekit.co.uk and find yourself a bargain. And because you listen to Utter Punts, you can have a 15% discount at checkout when you use the code PUNTS. endzonekit.co.uk, the place to go for your American sports kit. Yeah, 15% off at checkout if you use the code PUNTS. Uh, right, let's do the stock market game, shall mm -hmm. we? Uh, it's been a good week for me. It's been a good week for Dave. It's been a bad week for Dan. But he still leads by 30 clear points. So uh, let's not worry too much about it. If you don't know what we're talking about, if you go back to like episode two of this season, it explains it in full. Essentially, we've picked four teams. One to do worse than they did last season, three to do better. For every position better or worse they get, we get a point. If they get better when they were supposed to be worse, we get negative points. And if they get worse when they were supposed to be better, we get positive points. This is really clear, isn't it? I'm on 11 points. Dan's on 40 points. Dave's on nine points. Let's move on. There's absolutely no point in sitting there any longer. It will come good for us, Dave. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. Not a sprint. Look, all I would say is that I'm absolutely <laughs> delighted I'm not currently sitting in uh, last place. I'd be place. embarrassing, wouldn't it? You know, if you're an expert and you were last. Yeah, that would... It, well, yeah. 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 At least I didn't invent the game, eh? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, let's get on to the preview, shall we? We will start... Sunday, 5 o'clock. Times are a bit weird because of daylight savings time and the Americans doing things in a weird fashion. Mm. Um, daylight savings time was invented here to help farmers, all right? Just 
just follow the path. If we say it's this weekend, it's this weekend. Time is measured off us, Greenwich Mean Time. Don't start with any of your Eastern or Pacific or weird timings, all right? Daylight savings time this Sunday. But it does mean the game is at 5 o'clock uh, this coming Sunday. Rams at the AT&T Stadium. And uh, I don't know, this is, um, this is interesting because... I think the Rams are struggling a little bit, and I think the Cowboys are probably having an all right season. Day, day, I don't know who to go to first. I'm, I got a day, which is neither a Dave or a Dan. Let's go to Dave. Uh, what do you make of the game, mate? Cowboys aren't going to win. <laughs> I wonder whether he was actually going to speak at all. Do you remember, then? Um, do you remember Red Dwarf, like the early, with the early male Holly? Yeah, the, be- the best. Holly. like male Holly. You know, he just goes, "Oh, they're all going to die." Right. Head on the screen, well. just saying everyone's going to die. You, you They're all dead, drag. Dave. Everyone's dead, Dave. Well. <laughs> right. Okay. Can I have a bit but, more insight? Um, in all honesty, it's do or die for the Rams, right? It really is do or die. They have to get a win here, otherwise they're, they're going to end up being sellers of a trade deadline. They're going to have no choice. So it's just going to be something where I can see them pulling out all the stuff. So I've got a great wide receiver combination. Um, I mean, you've got Cop, who's a, a good player. Uh, Dan's picking the game we played, right? And yeah, at the same time, he's the second best wide receiver on his own team at the moment. <laughs> Isn't that right, Dan? Uh, with uh, no. Luke and Nakua um, playing, playing rather well. So yeah, I mean, it's just something to <clears throat> be aware of. Down. I think, um, but nah, I, I do think the Rams are going to try everything, and with a big gaping hole at the back of the Cowboys' secondary where where Diggs used to be, I do I do fancy the Rams to, to be able to get do enough to get a win there. This is really interesting to me. So um, Stafford's having a really tough time versus pressure this season. This season, yeah. really tough time. So when he faces any kind of pressure, he's passing at a 79 rating Mm -hmm. which is just not good enough really for for the Rams to get anywhere they faced a 40% quarterback pressure last week 40% of the plays he was pressured now just to add on to that the Dallas defense has a 45.9 quarterback pressure rate and that's top of the NFL and they blitz 35% of the time which is also top 10 in the NFL I just I just don't see how Stafford struggling against that pressure comes off better against this Dallas side dog. I couldn't agree with you more, Liam. Really? <laughs> yeah, I think I, Dallas. Well, well, uh, everybody surely, just yeah. carry on. Yeah, is I that genuine yeah. or is it a? I, I I've got something right. Yeah, you're bang on, and and you you're right for the right reasons. Um, my only concern with our view, Liam, is that. Um, the Dallas Cowboys, they've been able to blitz so often because they've had such good secondary play. So Stefan Gilmore, they signed in the offseason, and they've had Trayvon Diggs back there and, and, and good safety play. So they've, they've been able to go man-to-man on the back, which means they can put people onto the line and blitz from there. Or they can leave men free because it's leave it man-to-man and they'll just blitz. With lots of Trayvon Diggs, they've, they're struggling to do that. Or they were before the bye. The bye helps them because Parsons has had a week extra off. So he'll be fit. And when you're talking about a team struggling against pressure, here comes probably, I would say, the best pass rusher in the league uh, and a disruptor on the line Mika Parsons because he and you know we spoke a little bit about Bosa earlier that Bosa comes from this side Parsons can come from here 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 he can come from safety he can great he's such an athlete so he's a variable for that that Rams offensive line this game a year ago was very early in the season and 
the, the Rams were heavily favoured because they were Super Bowl champions. Mm -hmm. And we had a bit of a sneaky feeling that this Dallas defence was good. And we said the Cowboys will go to LA and smash them. And they did. Um, I don't see what's different, really. That... I think the Ram, I think the, the Cowboys defense will put them in such good positions. Now, the, the Dallas offense needs to do something, but off a bye against a, a weak defense, they tend to do very well. Uh, they tend to do well against bad defenses. They, they don't do well against good teams. Um, I think this is a really high-scoring affair because I think Stafford will get the ball out to Cup, to Pakua, um, and I think the Rams will score points, but I think the Dallas will have short fields and score points as well, and this could be... 37 30. It'd be, it'd be a high scoring game, Dallas to win for me, Dave. Um, just a, there was a, just a couple of moments there where I saw you shaking your head. I'm just going to throw this final stat that I've got at you, and that is Cooper Cup is currently running cold. So last week, only seven targets, and of the seven targets, only received twice. Mm. So he only caught two catches the entire game. It, that's a concern for the Rams, isn't it? So Okay, so that Dallas do have a good defence. However, Matthew Stafford has always been a quarterback who brings his own pressure. Like, yeah. when he was at the Lions, he brought his own pressure. The reason he is bringing so much pressure right now is because he's Matthew Stafford and he tends to do that. Um, I don't see that as being a particular issue for him when he's going to have a secondary which... He's just going to get picked apart. Also, there's been a lot of injuries to the Cowboys' defense. Like Leighton Van Der Esch, you see out for the season there. Yeah. Um, that, that's a that's a big linebacker, and he was the one who was allowing Parsons to be released to go into the line and become a full-time pass rusher. So, what are they going to do? We'll see. But after a buy off, him, they might adjust. We might go back to using Micah Parsons as more of that hybrid player again, out of necessity, uh, because they do have a gaping hole now at linebacker. So. All in all, I think that you're looking at stats which have been made up over a season, which are no longer particularly pertinent or relevant to the matchup as it currently stands. Um, and for me, it really is do or die for the Rams. And because it's do or die for the Rams, I think they're going to leave it all out of there for McVay. I don't think the same can, can be said from, for, for, for the head coach of the Cowboys in McCarthy. I, I think they're sick of him, the players. I wouldn't blame them. He's not a good head coach. Um, and all in all, I'll go with the coaching. I'm going to go with McVay. Yeah, just a couple of, couple of points to come back on. The Rams' run game. So, um, Kyron Williams, who they had running, who was a, a rookie, he's out. He's going to be, he's on IR. So, they haven't really got, they've redrafted, they've re-signed a couple of players off practice squads. They haven't got a run game, which makes defending the pass easier yeah. because they're all dimensional, uh, which is why I'm not worried about that. And Cup was taken out of the game last week. He put Joy Porter Jr., so the cornerback of the Steelers, cornerback and Minka Fitzpatrick were double covering him on 90% on of the plays, which meant Nakua was open on the yeah. other side because you can't cover everybody. Uh, you can't double cover everybody. So that was where the one one matchup goes. So they used Cup really on decoy runs to make space. So not really a concern. The Rams run game is a concern. And, and But Dave's right. I think they'll move the ball and I think they'll score points. I just, I just think when it comes down to it, the Cowboys at home will outscore them. Oh, all right, make your picks. Uh, where are you going, Dan? Dallas. Dave? Oh, yeah, I feel the Cowboys too. I was just like, I yeah. stuff, right? <laughs> so we're going trip Cowboys. Okay. Uh, Dallas all the way. <laughs> just made uh, me change my pad. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, sorry, you're changing so your pad like he's changing his mind. Uh, <laughs> since I think, I, just I think you convinced him. I think, yeah. convinced I think him. you did. I think we did a good job. Rams uh, quick. Right. Um, while you finish choking, I'm going to introduce the next one. If that's all right, Cincinnati Bengals at the San Francisco 49ers is the uh, 8:25 game. 8:25 mm -hmm. again. You know, daylight savings time. Um, 
This one at Levi Stadium. Bengals off a bye week. San Francisco on a two-game losing streak. And the question that I've got, and I'll start with Dan this time, started with Dave last time. What is going on with the 49ers rush? Because the last two games, it has been shocking. And CMC with two fumbles in three games. Very, very un-CMC. Yeah, they, they've been they've they've had the nose punched a little bit, and I think I think on the from a defensive point of view, I think teams are moving the ball out much quicker against them, so they're not giving that rush chance to get home, and they're leaving their some of their secondary players one on one. Shadarius Ward had a had an up and down night against the Vikings, and Jordan Addison, who Dave said was too small, I did say he was playing quite well with his two touchdowns against the 49ers, but still um, too small. One man. of them is one of them. <laughs> One of them should be an interception and was ends up a reception. One of them should have been a reception and ends up as an interception. So they're leaving their star players one-on-one. Uh, they'll come good, the Niners. But this is a dangerous matchup. This was probably one of the favourites to be the Super Bowl at the start of the season. Yeah. Um, I think the Bengals after a bye week will be dangerous. And I think even though they're sat... I mean, this is how good the AFC North is, that they're bottom of it at the minute, the Bengals. And they're probably one of the favourites to go out with the AFC at the moment. Still. So if they can get hot, they can make a run, especially with the Bills dropping games and things like that. And they're in a they're in a messy division. Um, but I just at the forty nine oh, am I going to lose three? Are they? No, they're not going to go. But my only my concern is Purdy won't play, so Purdy's in concussion protocol. So maybe oh, that's something to Donald. do at the end of his first game, which means we've got Sam Darnold making his debut for the forty nine ers, which is a bit off putting. But I mean, they nearly they, they played well last last year. With Josh Johnson, the quarterback. So. All I would say is that backup quarterbacks are having a pretty good season in the NFL. See Tyrod Taylor, Tyson Bajan, um Brian you know, Hoyer. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've not had a shocker, have they? Um, Dave, I'm going to come to you for your, uh, your take on this. I'm just going to come to you with um, a little bit of a headline that the Bengals' rush defense is currently tied 26th in the NFL. Just Awful. terrible. Really, really terrible. But their secondary has been mm. pretty mean this season. Does this open things up for George Kittle? Uh, if, if anything, it probably opens things up for Debo if he's back catching the ball out of the backfield. Um, I, I think well, one of the biggest strengths of the San Francisco attack is their yards after catch with people taking the ball out of the backfield, whether or not it's McCaffrey or, or Debo or whoever. Ayuk uh, is also pretty decent at it, although he does seem to be a bit more effective in the intermediate routes as well. Um, but I just think that there's <laughs> McCaffrey's injured. That's why he's fumbling. Like he's got an oblique injury, which I think is like it's in, it's in the abdomen, is it? Oh, oblique is in the ribs, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So so at the same, when you think about it, it's logical that he might be struggling with ball retention, where you generally hold the ball in against your ribs, and then people are smashing you there. There might be spasms of pain that are causing him to let go. I don't know, but like. All in all, I think the, the Niners are a little bit banged up. Um, I think the Bengals are in a position where they have to win because you're right, they're bottom of their division. Mm-hmm. Like it would take some pretty brave pundits to like predicted that the Browns, the Steelers, uh, would rise in a division where the Bengals were there. Um, <clears throat> we know some, uh, but like it, it, it is still one of those things where. The Bengals are still an excellent team. That whole division is is stacked for me. Um, and Thanks. I think they need to win. And, and when a team needs to win, I'm, I'm going to side with them. Just in case you wanted to know exactly who Dave was talking about in that answer, he was talking about himself. It, I mean, that... I'm not I saying that. I'm not, yeah, he was, he was quite being quite complimentary there. He hides it well, doesn't he? I just thought... 
Well, I'll, I I'll look, I'll fair fair enough, I'll take, it, I'll take it back. He's yeah. done something that has surprised me. I've never seen him be the magnanimous the in his life. You back that fight, yeah. it? Oh, really? I mean, I, I've, look, fair play. You know, uh, no, I reckon... I reckon... I rarely lose. That's true. And if you do, you don't tell anybody about it. George Kittle, I think, I've already... I tried to get Dave to say it, but I don't think he did. Cincinnati allow a 120-plus rating against tight ends this season. George Kittle is in the top two tight ends in the comp this season. I I think on those short uh, on those short routes, Kittle is going to be absolutely vital for the Niners. I think he's going to go in at least once, and it will be a Niners win. Um, do, you, do you really think that, Liam? Mm-hmm. I am. Cool. Uh... <laughs> If Debo plays and McCaffrey plays and they are, they're playing, they're what playing, was, they're, what they're, was that? They're playing Sam Darnold. Just hang on a sec. You just don't, what was that? <laughs> what 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 were you trying to achieve? <laughs> what mate? Yes, Darnold's you. Really happy. It's part of my bet. I've got that bit already written. Oh down, right. <laughs> okay. I thought yeah, you were being a no. <laughs> no. Again. Nice so, again. No, with this, he no, must no, be on. No, uh, he no, must no, be no, on no, well. No, I was taking the affirmation, mate. But I wasn't right. I was right. you. Right. You cannot. Right. I was happy that you thought that. For those of you, for those of you <laughs> that have listened to Utter Punts for any kind of length of time, you'll understand why my immediate reaction was, I'm uncomfortable with this situation. I'm missing the joke that's being played on me. And I actually wasn't. Again, for the second time in literally two sentences, I'm sorry, Dave, I take it back. And that... <laughs> Have it's you been... noticed how funny it is for me that when I'm being nice is when you get the most uncomfortable? You're really uncomfortable. <laughs> it's really uncomfortable listening to you. Yeah. Carry on, Sam yeah. Darnold, you were saying. Um, so if, if Sam Darnold's in, which he probably will be, so a backup quarterback, and they've got Debo and Christian McCaffrey, you'll find Kittle will be blocking this week. Um, if Debo's out for any reason, then they'll, they'll flare Kittle into more reception. So if you are going to back him for any time touchdown scorer or yards, over yards, just be careful of team selection because he takes a different role when Debo's in the team. Yeah. Um, I think this is a McCaffrey game, um, and I think I don't think the Bengals can stop him. The Ravens showed up the Bengals' rush defense in the playoffs. They should have beat them. If you remember, they had a yeah. touchdown, um, a, a goal line thing returned for a, a touchdown, um, and they haven't really fixed the rush defense since. And I think McCaffrey will probably go over 200 yards in this combined yardage. I think he'll get a couple of scores, and I think they'll just take the ball away from Cincinnati's dangerous offense. And I think it's McCaffrey and the 49ers. Um, Utter Punts is a podcast that's made by a production company called Melton It Productions, which is a production company that's owned by myself and producer Andy, who sits behind the desk and behind the camera here. He's Hi, he's known Dave, all right, since university days, okay? They're considerably older than university days now, is all I'm going to say. Mm. Even producer Andy looked very confused <laughs> at the level of nice that was coming out of Dave. Like, there was just a moment where I looked at him and he was like, I might be a bit concerned. Am I going to have to get in the car and go down to Birmingham? The, no, he was reaching for the clock. Oh, is that what yeah, it was? I didn't button. know what was going to happen. Uh, right, I'm going Niners. Dan's going... Yeah, uh, 49ers for me. And uh, Dave's going... What were we talking about again? I'm joking, mate. I'm going... <laughs> You're going... Uh, I'm... 49ers, but just okay. Just that, uh, we've we've agreed on two out of two here. Uh, we are running out of time as well, so we've taken so long on the first two. We're going to have to rattle through the next one. Chicago Bears at this the Chargers. This is going to be boring. Uh, who's going to play for the Bears? Will it be Justin Fields or will it be Tyson Bajan? 162 yards touchdown, n- nearly 100 rating, 5.6 yards per attempt. Actually, looks like he can run that offense better than the starting quarterback. 
Well, it's the best they've looked, certainly. Yeah. Um, his dad's an arm wrestling champion. Did you know that about the taste? Yeah, did you hear what he said after the game? No. Oh, it, this is sensational. So, <laughs> Bajent comes out, and he stood in front of the media, and he goes, look, I, I've got an arm like a cannon, like that. And everybody in the room's just like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. And they all sort of have a laugh, and he's like, well, look, if you've got it, use it. And it was like, yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Sure. Level of confidence coming out of the man is sensational. Uh, yeah, I mean, and the Bears looked all right against a really, really bad uh, Raiders team. They looked, they looked absolutely terrible. Um, and he did he moved the ball well. He's apparently he's like some CrossFitter, Tyson Badgen. He's so he's really fit. He's really athletic. But you know, now he's put some game plan out there. They'll have been studying that all week, the Chargers. So they'll know, or they should do. They've got a defensive coach apparently. Um, they should know exactly what to do to disrupt him because there's a reason he was an undrafted free agent yeah. uh, uh, as a quarterback. Because if he's got any talent at a quarterback, they tend to get drafted. Um, even last man in the draft um so i think i think the chart i mean this is we're, we're punished now aren't we for having all these good games last week we're now punished that we have to watch the bears and then the raiders um so <laughs> the bears are, are awful and i think this is a game where the Chargers. this is all about the Chargers. this is absolutely all about the Chargers. so are the Chargers going to start doing that thing where they look good for a few weeks getting back up in contention yes. and then lose to you on the bounce and miss the playoffs yes they start here Chargers win Fair enough. Uh, Justin Herbert, Dave, has had a sub-90 rating for three straight games. This, uh, according to Dan, could be the one where he gets himself back on the straight and narrow again, couldn't it? Oh, 100%, yeah. Uh, Justin Herbert's a good player. I don't know what's going on with, 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 with just Staley. I, I don't understand how he's still got a job. He's wasting the, the rookie contract of a very, very good quarterback. Uh, I, I don't understand it. They seem to just about do enough to keep him in his job. But they, they should be a far more pertinent team to the playoff picture than they have been, with, especially with Justin Herbert. Keenan Allen as well. But, yeah. And they've always got a myriad of good wide receivers. They've, they've had Ekelor, Ekelor, who's now talking about... Um, did you see the quote from Ekelor where he was asked whether or not the players were behind Staley and he said, we have no choice. And then later came out to sort of say, yeah, but what I meant was I've just got to take this accountability for myself. But you can tell that they don't know why he's still in charge. He's not done anything as a defensive coordinator. Their defence is constantly leaky. They've got Joe Bosa, for, for crying out loud, one of the best pass rushers in the league, and somehow it's getting to the point where he's starting to look like a mere mortal as well. It's it's a very confusing situation there. They need to get rid. Charges, then, yeah? <laughs> yeah. I'll go charges as well. I can't see it going any other way. Uh, right, good stuff. Um, on the way, we'll do Coaching Corner. We'll preview the other games that are coming up on the telly and our Otter Punts of the Week coming up after this. Uh, right, Coaching Corner this week is special teams. Now, we could go long and in-depth and super specific, but Coaching Corner was always about those phrases that you hear on the telly when you're watching the games and you kind of understand, but you just need explaining so you definitely understand. So um, over to you two. Who's going first, Dave or Dan, to explain what special teams are, what special teams do? I'll go, Dave. Uh, and then go I'll, I'll just hand over to you for some bits at the end. So special teams, anything to do with the kickoff, anything to do with a punt, anything to do with a field goal or an extra point attempt taking or receiving uh, either anything to do with any of these things is your special teams unit so you're kicking special teams unit or you're receiving special teams unit so if you're kicking the ball you've got a different set of players out and if you're receiving the ball you've got a different set of players out so anytime you're doing that or any extra point attempt or any field goal attempt that's your special teams unit and even when you're putting the ball so and even sort of 
All those things I'm talking about, what's important here is special teams gets very little love, but the best teams, the most successful teams, have the best special teams units. Fact. It's about the clinical details in the game, okay? So um, if you've got a brilliant field goal kicker, they win games for you. Um, if you've got a bad one... It says the man with the team that has Justin Tucker. Yeah. And if you've got a bad one, they get you knocked out of the playoffs, don't they, Dave? Um, <laughs> so... Brutal. But it's true. I mean, we are, we are, we are the stack yeah, of special teams. Fine, mate. Yeah. It's fine. So, um, so all, all those things are special teams plays. Now, if you play Madden on, the, on, on, on Xbox or PlayStation or whatever, then you understand special teams because no one really plays them on Madden. They just fake punt all the time or fake field goal all the time. But actually... If you're good at punting, you're good at kicking, you're good at these things. And things like onside kicks, right? So if you're 15 points behind with a minute to go, you need to score a touchdown, get a two-point conversion, and then get your own kick back. So instead of kicking the ball to the other team, you do what's called an onside kick. You'll see them line up for it at the end of the game. And they're trying to kick it to themselves. But it's got to go 10 yards. So they've got to kick it like 10 and a bit yards yeah. and dive on top of it. Yeah. And so those things can win you games, right? If you're good at those things, you execute those things well, you win games. If you execute those things badly, if you've got a bad punt unit, if you if you can get a punt and you can pin a team right on their one-yard line, that's great field position. Yeah. And so then your defensive play on, and the defence get a safety, and everyone, they're heroes. But actually, the guy that put the ball there... Yeah, was the kicker. So it's all those things that add up. So they're very unglamorous. They tend to be the special teams units, other than the kickers and the long snapper. So instead of the normal centre, yeah. you'll have a long snapper come out who can... Snap the ball back further, further yeah. because they're further back for the punts and the kicks. And you've got a, a holder who receives the ball, places it down, puts the laces out, makes ensure reference, and the field goal kicker kicks it. Um, if you're good at that, great. Um, other than those specialities, everyone that makes up the special teams unit, so the people that are charging down the kicks, or the people that they're they're basically squad players. So you don't really put so not not starters basically. Justin Jefferson isn't chasing down a punt, right? Because he gets injured. Um, so, so you this put, way you're relying on your depth chart. You need to depth chart. You need 53 third, good players, places because yeah. they tend to play really hungry because they're trying to make they're trying to make that tackle to make their team. Yeah. Um, and making a big special teams play can be the the catapult for getting some people into the team. An interesting part on this, it came out this week that Patrick Mahomes is the reserve punter for the Chiefs. Really? Yeah. So it, it's been circled about as a rumor for some time that if the punt chief, if the Chiefs punter got injured in the game that actually Mahomes takes over punting duties and he practices it and the special teams coach confirmed it this week. That is insane. I mean, you just fake punt, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thing. Absolutely but, right. Yeah, so he's... So, um, because they can't bring someone else in. If it's a female 53-man roster. They don't want to have two roster spots for two punters. So, um, they had Eric... I think Eric Reid, their safety, was doing the kicks for them last year, the Chiefs. Unbelievable. Their field goal kicks and things. So, yeah, so special teams. Anything, anything to add, Dave? Not particularly, other than to say what often happens is it's for fringe players who earn their way onto a 53-man roster also have to have some kind of application in special teams in order to basically cling on to their spot, but eventually they earn their way through. really good example was Adam Phelan, who yeah. was a walk-on for, for the Vikings, didn't get drafted, like just showed up to a local tryout, showed, showed up enough there to get signed to the practice squad, went from the practice squad through to the special teams. After he, he showed some application as a pump returner, he then got some opportunities as wide receiver, went from there. Like literally, it's the, it's the least, it's direct route through to the big money, but it can be done. 
Yeah, and some that. players love it. Some love players that. actually specialise in it because they they love to be a punk gunner. They just love to Any... go running down and hit someone. And it's interesting when you watch the telly. You might you know you watch the Sky Sports coverage. You, you'll see Jason Bell. Jason Bell is the biggest advocate mm. of special teams. He loves being able to talk about special teams. Uh, if you've got any suggestions for coaching corner, if you think I'd love them to talk about this, then drop us a line either on uh, Facebook, Twitter. <clears throat> Instagram, YouTube, wherever you can get us. Just search for Otterpunt's podcast would be absolutely belting. Shall we move on to final couple of previews? There's only five games to look at this week, so we'll move on to Raiders at Lions. And yeah, I know, but I just I get the funny feeling that wounded animal at Ford Field. Literally. Yeah, Detroit Lions gonna be really um ready to go, aren't they? I think. Yeah. So uh, this is it's gonna be ugly. Yeah. Um Really ugly. And this again, this is our punishment for getting Eagles Dolphins last week, isn't it? Um the Lions will be pissed, won't they, from last week. Um you got put in the place a little bit by a really good Ravens team. But I think that game just got really out of hand really early. And what what do you do when you're twenty eight nil down when you've not had a first down and you you're thirty points behind? It's difficult. And to be fair, I don't think that's them. I think they are a better team than that. So I think the Lions are a really good team. I think the Raiders are gash. And they're gonna is Brian Hoyer playing quarterback again? Because he's lost his last 16 starts. Wow. And um, if he's playing quarterback, this is going to get... I, I think this get ugly early. I this. think Jimmy G's back. Thank God for that. At least I've to look at. That, you say that, but yeah. J- Jimmy Garoppolo has more interceptions than he does touchdowns this season. Because so. he actually throws the ball, yeah. which is nice. Because it's sense of how much to win if you do that. Uh, you're right. If he plays, listen, they're, they're, and they've got Devontae Adams, they've got some good players. The, the Raiders, we spoke about them a lot, but... Uh, this Lions team are a serious contender. I still think they are. Um, and they'll have learnt a lot last week and they'll come in this angry and, and, and annoyed and their Lions will just maul. Yeah, I see what you did there. The, um, the, the, the raiding team. Dave? <laughs> I thought it, it was all Dan Campbell's fault last week. He says, uh, so he says he'll coach better and they're going to be better. I believe him. It's Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell. Yeah. I, what I loved about Dan Campbell after that game, I watched the watched the press conference back, and he was just quietly seething. <laughs> oh, yeah. Quietly, <laughs> didn't rant or rave. It was just really quiet. And I thought, yeah, that, that they're in for a pretty miserable week on the practice field, and they're yeah, they'll be absolutely fired up and ready to go. Is anybody not going with the Lions here? Uh, well, I, you don't even know whether or not Garoppolo's going to play because Jimmy's made of glass. You, you I wouldn't play him in this game. If I was them, I wouldn't play him in this game because he's no, going to hit him really often yeah. and early. And, and I'd give him another week. I, I seriously would. You're not going to win this game even with Jimmy G, I don't think. So rest all right. Good stuff. So all three of us going Lions, yeah? Yeah. It's just looking dangerous like a clean sweep. Yeah, it really is. Tight, tight, tight. We've summer. never done that before. Titans Steelers is the next oh. Thursday night game because we did last this Thursday last week. And yeah, I'm not doing this again. Uh, so I'm, I'm not, and I refuse to call it what it's actually called. So it's at Heinz Field. Okay. Um, Baines, Baines House. Yeah, Aquashore Stadium, I think it's supposed mm-hmm. to be called, but we're going to go Heinz Field. Um, I, <sighs> this is just awful. Uh, well, it's awful if you meet because I hate both of these two. So then they can't both lose, right? So that's that's bad. Um, the Titans are, are making trades, so they're trading away some of their players already now. Um, Kevin Byers just signed for the. How oh, the Eagles have signed somebody else? They've now got a Pro Bowl safety on the market. Um, so the Titans are getting weaker. And what we what I saw last the other week at Tottenham, they're not a good team anyway. And I don't think Derek Henry will be on the team come next Thursday. Um, he's heavily linked actually with the Ravens. 
<laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh, oh. Um, Ravens and Cowboys, they think. We you know we said the Cowboys maybe yeah, last we week. Did. Um, Ravens and Cowboys. Derek Henry, I think, is a it, it will be gone. Um, they're talking this week that no Ryan Tannehill, so Malik, Malik Willis and Will Livis, the uh, rookie that they drafted, will be starting this week. Um, and Pittsburgh's defense at home on a night game against a rookie quarterback. Yeah, uh, ugly, ugly Pittsburgh. Dave. If the trade rumours about King Henry are true, then it's probably he's probably not going to play because we'll wrap him up and we'll just go straight over to Taji Spears. Um, I think it's a pretty much foregone conclusion as to who wins this game. Steelers all day long. Even though Kenny Pickett isn't very good. Like, no, it's not. Right <laughs> it really is not very good. It, it worries me. Like they, they need to do something about him because if, if they're going to be stuck in purgatory forever, which Dan would probably want, yep. uh, if they don't do something about Pickett, Pickens incredible, but Kenny Pickett. No. Deontay Johnson's back as well, no. David, and I think that helps Pickett because yeah. it gives him two options. And I think Pat Freeman is back properly this week, so he's got. He's got three decent options to put it to, and two are quite safe. So I, I think the Steelers just be out of a bit too much for this Tennessee team because they, they didn't look good when we saw them in person. They're big, scary-looking team. Jeffrey Simmons yeah. is a frightening man, um, but I don't think they're really He'd good. He'd be an interesting trade. Yeah, I don't know if they'd let him go, yeah. but I know who I know who benefit from him. Everybody. <laughs> yeah. Tell me a team that wouldn't. I'm really, I would, I mean, I'd happily give up a first for him, to be honest. I think he's that good. Um, particularly in next year's draft. Wow. Okay. Uh, Dave speaks. Uh, right, we're all going the same way then, I think, aren't we? I think so. Pittsburgh all the way. That is a clean sweep for the first time in Otterpont's history where all of us <coughs> have made solid picks. Now, bearing in mind that we're currently running at an 84% pick rate on Otterpont's this season in terms of, of all of the games that we've predicted, bearing in mind that's five or six games every single week, we're running at 84% of those being absolutely spot on, which yeah. I reckon you're not going to get close to anywhere else on any other podcast no. so um fair play to us um right bets then for the week dave you've already sort of half given yours away do you want to go first mate yeah so i've actually got a potential um quad because we won again last week with the uh with the qb double which was nice so we're currently off the 75 pound this season we've spent 35 so we've got 40 pounds worth of free money to play with so i figured we'd, we'd hit a little bit more of a, a long shot uh and gone with cooper cup to get a touchdown against the cowboys alvin kamara to get a touchdown against the colts travis kelsey to get a touchdown against the broncos and then the value play thrown in kill at the end as well although dan does make a very good point if debo plays drop kill all right, that's good advice. Uh, Dan, what have you gone with this I week? Haven't, I haven't been able to get odds, by the way, for when you do ask. Right, I'll post them. Ten to elevens, maybe. Twelve to one, I think, with um, Kamara and Cup in there. But, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm tempted, actually, to go on all our picks um, because we do have a pretty good strategy. So that might, might actually be the best way to go. But uh, I'm looking at some points. I think I think this week looks like a very offensive week and mm -hmm. some fairly one-sided games. So I've gone the Ravens to score 23, Cowboys to score 27, Chargers to score 22. Um, the Lions to score 27, and interestingly, the Colts. So the Colts are the only team left in the league that scored 20 points in every game this year. Wow. Uh, and I've got them to score 17, and that's 9-1. to one. That's not bad. No, I'll take that. All day long. Uh, all right, good stuff. We'll put those bets up for you on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Just search for Utter Punts on Instagram. You'll be able to find them. Um, Can you do me a little favour with my bet, please? 
Be yep. really, really careful no. as to how you arrange it and how you label it. There's a lot of caves involved, and I don't want there to be any mistakes made. Uh, you can trust me, Dave. I'll uh, I'll be accurate. Good. Um, the other thing is, last man standing, I think most we've won most leagues now. Well, we've won every league that I'm in, um, but we'll carry on um, just in case you haven't won yours yet. And this week, it's the Chargers. Take the Chargers yeah, this week. Against the Take Bears, the Chargers. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, right, it's that time of the week where we pick our Otterpunts of the week. Dan is going first this week. Who've you got, buddy? I mean, I've hinted at it a little few times. Mm-hmm. Josh McDaniels. Um, so uh, he was 18 points down on the road midway through the fourth quarter on fourth and goal and takes a field goal. That's that's good. Um, and also, but more than that, bigger picture, right? So you have you get rid of Derek Carr in the offseason because you want a cheaper version of him. Um, I think they get a better version of him in Jimmy Garoppolo when he's when he's healthy. I think he's got a higher ceiling and a lower floor than Carr when he's healthy is the key part because he never is. So if you're going to have Jimmy Garoppolo, you need a backup quarterback because he gets injured all the time. Mm-hmm. And they've got Brian Hoyer. So the plan... The, they planned this year to have Brian Hoyer playing games for them. And he's lost 16 of his last 16 starts. Um, the other thing that makes me think there's no plan there, no long-term plan there, is Cole Komet, the tight end for the Bears, has come out after the game and said, "What we won, that was great, but it, we had no idea what they were doing because it wasn't the team we'd seen on game film all year. And that, you can laugh about that, but that tells me that they're changing things up. They're trying different things because they haven't got an identity. Yeah. They don't know what they're doing. And that comes from the coach. And it's not his first season. He's been there a couple of years. He's had a couple of windows to work through. Um, Josh McDaniels, you're not a head coach. Go and be an offensive coordinator somewhere. Utter punt. Fair. Dave? Um, so I'm going with something a little bit abstract. Bearing in mind he's no longer in the league. Well, I suppose there's been some investment talk around him. But... Uh, Tom Brady is my nomination for our punt of the week. I know where this uh, is going. Mm. Yeah. So, Tom, um, you don't know a lot about football. You said about yourself. Why on earth have you appointed your friend to be manager of my football club? Please, please, please do something about Wayne Rooney. Tom Brady, you've come in, and it's the equivalent of giving Gronkowski charge of the Patriots. Even though he's following Belichick, it's probably not going to go as well. A better job. Rooney is a man who was a great player for England. Like I have no doubt about that. Being a great player doesn't always mean you're going to be a great coach. It doesn't always tally. And Wayne Rooney is a man who so far has declared for after he lost his job at Derby, he could have been a lawyer because he, he looks into that. Um, he spoke about the fact that he put that on the back burner because he got offered for, for DC United job. And now he's found his way to Birmingham City, where in two games he has turned a team that was okay into a team that is downright perfect. So for robbing me of one of my sporting teams, I'm nominating Tom Brady. Bad decision, mate. Please sack Rooney. Uh, I, at this juncture, have to declare a conflict of interest and cannot respond to anything that Dave has uh, said. Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> what? Please I, I can't, Rooney. I can't. I, I, I can say nothing. I'm not saying anything. MUFC, okay. Um, right, I'm going with Arthur Smith. Yeah, okay. Going with Arthur Smith. In case you haven't seen it, this whole Bijan Robinson issue around his injury and it not being declared and then it sort of costing everybody in terms of fantasy points and anybody that got a bet on him and anybody that had... It's just an absolute nightmare. And I think the worst part of all of this isn't the fact that he did it in the first place, is that now the inquiry's going on 
He's given it the whole, oh, I've not given it a single second of thought. There is zero remorse coming out of him. And do you know where that comes from? It, com it comes from his entitlement. It comes, <laughs> you're absolutely right. It comes because daddy owns FedEx. No, absolutely not. Think about everybody that relies on you to be accurate and to do your job properly. You've done neither of those things and you've cost people a fortune. Those people could well have saved that money, put it somewhere else and themselves a fortune especially if they've been listening to these two mm. and their tips over the course of the season do you know what arthur smith pont utter pont of the week nomination yeah it would only be worse if he fedexed the letter to the elite <laughs> and he didn't get delivered <laughs> oh, oh there would be a story uh gentlemen it has been a pleasure these these thursday nights absolutely rattle yeah. past i hope you've enjoyed it david thank you very much for coming on Dad. Yeah, he, he waves. See you later. Uh, Dan, thank you. Thank you. We will see you next week. <laughs>